0: episode nine of the Bagels and Locks podcast with David Santola. My name is Chase Midorsky, and Dave, I am going to rip the Band-Aid off right from the get-go. Did Sam Hartman take a fucking laxative at the half? What was going on there? Because he shit the bed real bad. Um, And I will say, I know we said last week's podcast that we were not going to bet it. I did bet it. Could be why they lost. Uh, Remains to be concerned. Uh, Remains to be seen. But ugly, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, I blame us. Um, we uh, we took it as our podcast bet of the week last week, um, and we cost Wake Forest our season. So I blame us, blame you. Um, it's what we get.
0: Uh, sorry for your loss. How do you feel against NC State this week?
1: Uh, State's a different team without Leary. It's there, but I mean, I should feel okay. I, I just worry that... Louisville gave the whole ACC a roadmap to beat us. You know, Hartman couldn't deal with the blitz at all. He completely crumbled. Um, so, I don't know. I, hopefully, Dave will have him better prepared this week because we got thoroughly outcoached Saturday.
0: David Santola telling you how Wake Forest will perform the rest of the season. Way better than anything you get on the CFP Selection Show. Uh, last week, week eight, I went two and three. Year to date, I am twenty nineteen and 1. Giants plus three versus Seahawks. Uh Close game. Didn't go our way for the first time all year. It happens. Raiders minus two versus Saints. Dude, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Bengals minus three and a half versus the Browns. Turns out Jamar Chase is even better than we thought um, because Joe Burrow looked like Joe Mama at quarterback. That was as quick as I could think on my feet there. Uh, Dolphins minus three and a half versus the Lions. Two is back. Dolphins are back. Uh, Titans minus two versus the Texans. Don't ever doubt King Derrick.
1: What'd you say you were? Sorry, I missed it.
0: Two and three, 2019, and one on the year. Bo 500, hanging on by a sliver.
1: Yeah, seriously, by a sliver. Um, but I am I am a paper mache house throwing rocks. Um, it was another one and four week for me. I'm just gonna come out with it. In case in case this is the first show you're listening to this season, um, I'm I've been just historically bad. Um, like, like it's, it's an, an anomaly how, how bad I've been this year. Um, and this week was the worst it's been. It's
0: an anomaly, you jackass.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, look, even, even bad gamblers shouldn't be this bad. There's something, the stars have aligned all the wrong way. Um, which, which is why I'm confident I'll bounce back beginning with this week. But anyway, this was the worst one in four week yet. Which is embarrassing that I even can say that because that means there have been multiple and there have. I think this is my third one. Um, because there was one point where I was pretty sure I was going four and one. Um, I blew the the Syracuse Notre Dame game bad. I I told you guys all the wrong things about that game. Um, I'm sorry. And then and then the Broncos won in, in London. Um Sunday morning, and I was like feeling good. You know, the Bears looked like they were going to win the under, and the Dolphins game looked like they were it was going to hit. And then Montgomery fumbled that ball. The scoring started in Miami or in Detroit, wherever that game was. Um, And then you were totally right. I don't know what Burrow was doing um, in in that Bengals game, but it was absolutely atrocious. Um, And that is how you go from feeling pretty high on a Sunday morning to one and four and ready for this horrific record all time 15 and 25 which according to the application that tracks my my return on investment um my investments have lost 28 percent on the year so if you're fading me congrats
0: at least it wasn't a shit emoji um i'll throw it over to you to introduce our next and very special guest this week
1: yeah, so this week we have a, a very close friend, um, and uh, fitting that he's joining us this week because uh, he he loves to taunt me as my bets go poorly, and he loves to send videos of the podcast and my words as the exact opposite plays out on the screen. So, um, Robert, welcome to the show, and, and feel free to dunk on me as you've been doing all year. Robert, if
0: you do all that, you should be our social media manager. <laughs>
2: You know, you well, first off, appreciate you guys having me on, on the pod here. Um, you know, Dave, it, it brings no smile to my face to to dunk on you and to to hear that horrible record there. That's um, not true. You're you're just straight up lying. I can I can
1: literally see the smile on your face. It's a video. Um, but I guess appreciate you
2: trying to make me feel better. You know, I would be smiling more if I truly was fading it this whole season. Then I would really be grinning but you know i'm really gonna be real nervous if you say you like any of my picks this week
1: that's fair I, right. i'd be nervous about you too
2: all right
0: i'll get this going i took a week off from the college game last weekend we got three college games this week uh looking at the college slate in general a lot of good games it's gonna be 70 and sunny get outdoors drink and watch some college football if you're listening in the greater manhattan area um we'll certainly be doing that so come and join us First game I'm going to pick, I'll get right to the big one. Biggest regular season college football game we've had in quite some time. Tennessee, Georgia, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. I think this is going to be a great game. I have no idea who is going to win. And for that reason, I'm taking the team that's getting the points. I like Tennessee plus eight. Um, I also like the over in this game, to be honest, but I think it's going to be a shootout. I think if Clark was healthy for Georgia against the Tennessee offense, it's a completely different ball game. Um, But he's not. Hooker's been lighting it up. They beat down Kentucky 44-6 last week. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the more fun college football games we've seen in quite some time. Tennessee with the points.
1: I love it. I'm taking it to agree with everything you said. Oh, um, oh robert Roberts got his head in his hands. I think he's on it, too. Look, I agree. Like, this is going to be a close game. UGA hasn't played anyone. Tennessee looks good. Um, I don't know. They're getting eight points. I'm I'm, I'm happy to take the points. Bet on it to be a close game. I don't care who wins.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got a team that's averaging 50 points against a team that's letting up 10 points. I mean, something's got to give. Honestly, my analysis comes entirely to the time of day that the game is being played. A 3 o'clock, 3.30 game. The sun is out. You know seems a little early for like game of the season. So I like offense during the daytime and that's why I like Tennessee points. That's a good point. People run faster in the sunlight. Don't is, forget that that.
0: A, is that a consensus first pick that we all have across the board? That might be a first.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. If you're listening. Please um, fact not, check us. <laughs> no, I, I bet Georgia, whenever we've had a podcast pick, it's a hundred percent a loser. Every yeah. time. So, fair. Uh,
0: my second pick, I'm moving to the Big 12 for another big game. I'm going K State plus two and a half versus Texas. Um, I think, look, Texas is back to some degree and they're on an upward trajectory. Uh, but this K State under Chris Kleiman doesn't get any. I mean, K State in general hasn't gotten in love for years, but I mean, they embarrassed. They shut out Oklahoma State and Spencer Sanders last week in a game that uh, I think they were only a point or two favorites. They won 48 nothing. They're coming off a huge win. Really like their defense. Um, they should be getting back. Adrian Martinez is a quarterback as well. Uh, to me, Deuce Vaughn really is a do-it-all running back for them. I think Texas has looked good, but I think K-State's riding the wave right now. I like them with the points plus two and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about K-State, and every time I bet Texas, I lose. So I'm going to stay away from this one. Everything you're saying makes sense? I mean, I, don't, I didn't realize – Kansas State won forty eight nothing. Damn, Oklahoma State. That's crazy. Um, who, who, by the way, beat Texas the week before? I think correct. So, everything you're saying makes sense, and you're saying they're they're only giving two points. A K State
0: is plus two and a half.
2: Oklahoma well, State's had some issues at quarterback. What's his name? Sanders has he's been playing, and then he got injured. He's not playing, and he's playing. So I feel like they are Jacqueline Hyde, whether he's playing or not. So you could either expect another zero point goose egg or 40 points out of them. I have no idea which one that which way that's gonna go. What well,
1: why are they getting points at home as the 13th ranked team in the country? Because Texas is
0: Texas is Texas.
1: I don't understand. This this seems
0: like a rat line. I'd be careful here. Yeah.
1: This doesn't well. make sense.
0: Well, you know, my affinity for the state of Texas, so we're, we're going K-State on this one.
1: All right. Uh, that's a rat line. I, I know a rat when I see it. That's a rat line.
0: All right. Um,
1: I'm going back to the NFL. I'm feeling – I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually feeling really good about my picks this week, um, and I think that this is the week I turn it around in the National Football League. Dion Waiters once said, I'd rather go over for 20 and 0 for 10 because over for 10 means you stop shooting. Um and I'm I'm about to go 10 for 20 because I'm not going to stop shooting. I'm feeling great about my NFL slate. And it starts with the Carolina Panthers plus seven and a half at the Bengals. Bengals looked terrible last week. Offense looks bad without Chase. And PJ Walker's a baller. This Panthers team is they're they're gritty under the new coach. Um, I don't know. And they're I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be in this game, whether they win it or not in Cincinnati doesn't matter, take
2: the points. Interesting one there, interesting. I feel like you never know with uh, when like the new quarterback or excuse me, the new coach, like the team fires their coach, they, they kind of get up and play for that new guy for a game or two, but then that juice runs out and I kind of see it running out here against the Bengals.
1: That is true. It, honestly, the same thing happens with like the exciting XFL quarterback, like he comes in, nobody knows what to expect. PJ's all, you know, he, he he's moving quick. He's, he's doing things. And then this is the game where he throws like three picks.
0: Here's, so. here's what I'll say. The Bengals looked so unbelievably bad offensively Monday night football. Uh, I mean, really did not do anything to move the ball until the fourth quarter, which point the game was kind of already over Cleveland had won. They just lost their top cornerback for the year on top of it. And this Panthers offense, look, too, I think it's good? No, but Foreman balled out last week. Chupa Hubbard's coming back to give him a breather. They're finally using DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall. And I'm going to be honest, that throw PJ Walker made, that Hail Mary uh, that should have won the game, but DJ Moore took his helmet off to DJ Moore, that was one of the best throws I've ever seen. I mean, he threw that 60 yards in the air and it was a perfect throw. Do I think the Panthers are perfect. No, but I think they got a little bit of mojo, even though they lost last week. And the Bengals—they just look. Maybe they find themselves this week, but whatever they have right now, it, it ain't it. So yeah, if I had to pick, I think I would take PJ Walker with the points.
1: The Panthers have better weapons and a better offensive line than the Bengals do, and they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're probably better on defense too. They're like—they're genuinely a better team without Chase and, and the way the Bengals look right now. So I, I, I don't know. I still feel good about this. Even, even if Walker does start to turn the ball over, which feels like it's inevitable. Just give it a four Rob,
0: second pick. What do you got?
2: Second pick here going back to college, you know, as the West coast correspondent here for the pod, uh, I got to look at one of these California teams.
0: Oh, we're we're on the West coast to you, Dave. These are important details. You got to fill me in on before the show.
2: We're, we're calling in from San Diego right now.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I stay up to watch these games because I'm a UCLA alumnus, so back-to-back, but I mean, you're not about to pick the UCLA game, are you?
2: You know, I was eyeing it up, but I'm going across town. I'm going to the USC Trojans. That's my pick this week. Minus 21 at home against Cal. Uh, USC is just a different team at home. They are just like, they put up points. Uh, It was looking like they scored, they're averaging way over 40. Cal is dog shit on the road. I mean, they're just a bad football team. Um, I'm going with USC, taking three touchdowns. Caleb Williams, he's a Heisman candidate. Uh, That offense cannot be stopped at all.
0: Yeah, Cal sucks. That's kind of my only observation here. I'll ask you this. I'll put you on the spot. USC, UCLA in a couple weeks. Both teams looking like they only have one loss. That game is going to be in the Rose Bowl. It's like a home game for USC, but not technically a home game. Who do you like in that game looking ahead?
2: That's a great one. I mean, UCLA, I feel like they've been uh they've been underdogged a lot this year. Um, I mean, they they had that great win against Utah where they just put up points, but I I cannot bet against USC. I will not do it.
0: Keep the hate coming. We love it. Um, uh, my third pick, I'm gonna stay in the college ranks. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson minus three and a half versus Notre Dame. I I think this is a combination of overreactions here. Uh, Notre Dame beat a Syracuse team last week that might not have been that great to begin with, and they needed a huge comeback to do it. Um, Ended up dominating them when all was said and done, but we're down uh, two scores early. Clemson, look, I I know they benched DJ in that last game against Syracuse, but he's had a week to rest up, get his head straight. They got Klubic right behind him, ready to go. This Clemson team, uh, again, is number four in the rankings for a reason. They've handled the schedule so far. And, and Notre Dame just isn't a good team. I think this Clemson defense is going to dominate Notre Dame. DJ bounces back. Uh, to me, this just be, should be a six or seven point spread.
1: I agree with everything you said, and that should be seriously concerning to you because as bad as I've been in the NFL, I've been much, much worse. You're not worse. taking
0: Clemson, are you?
1: No, no, they're not on my board, but they were, and I took them off. Um, I, I've been bad, bad in, in ACC betting this with year. Boy. Um, I mean, I, I bet against Notre Dame this past week. I bet against Clemson the week before, like, I, 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 I agree with everything you said. I think that Notre Dame's still bad, despite what they did this past weekend, beating Syracuse. Um, I, I, I feel like the backup should be starting over. I mean, DJ use, I don't know. He, he did not look great. And they they can win with that kid with the backups. So I don't know why they don't just start him. DJU is going to lose them games. Um, but.
0: Oh, hopefully it's not this weekend. Because one of the only things I hate more than Dabo Sweeney is Notre Dame.
1: <laughs> Agreed. All right. Um, I'm sticking to the NFL for my next three. Um, I'm taking Miami, minus five, at the Bears. Um, Miami's undefeated with Tua. That this offense is 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 so good. Um and I, I mean the Bears can't keep up with them in a shootout, not even close. Um, and that's all the Dolphins have done with with two at the helm is just play shootouts. So um I, I see them winning this game by two touchdowns at least. So Miami minus
0: five. I actually had this on my board and took it off. It was like one of the in-between ones, but yeah, if I was going to bet this game, I'd take Miami minus five. The only thing that worries me is like the dolphins do kind of seem like that team that for whatever reason, they go up early and then just kind of take their foot off the gas. Like I think we saw it last week on some level against uh Detroit. I think we definitely saw it two weeks ago against Steeler or whenever they played the Steelers, um, yeah, but the line's not eight; it's five. You know, like I Oh, no, I, I get if
1: it. It's, I, if it's a, a touchdown and a hook, I'd be worried about a backdoor. But at five, it's like it's harder to backdoor at five.
0: Yeah, if I was going to bet on this game, I mean, look, the Bears' offense has been clicking, but that's also compared to like what it used to be. It's still not great. So yeah, I would take the offense minus five. Rob, any thoughts? Next pick. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I I just stay away from the Dolphins personally. I I can't get a read on them, so I, I I stay away there. All right, all right. Who who are you in on for pick number three here? For pick three, I I'm big on Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. I that dude has some magic in him. He just knows how to keep their games close and keep them in it. Last week with that last fourth quarter comeback, to be honest. I don't think Washington has had a great crowd probably ever. But if those fans are going to turn up for a game, it's going to be this week when Dan Snyder says that he's selling the team. I I expect there to be the rowdiest fans. I expect it to be loud. I think that the commanders pull off. Maybe they pull off a win, but give me three and a half points at, at home. I like them.
0: I was actually going to pick the other side of this, but it was I'm still deciding on what I'm going to do, so I'm going to, uh, out of respect, take it off my board. Uh, yeah, this just seems like it's, you know, it's like the Kirk Cousins revenge game, but, like, does that mean anything with Kirk Cousins? He's probably going to listen to Creed a lot before the game. Um, yeah, I'm a big Heineken guy. It's, like, kind of like Fitzmagic all over again. I think Chase Young is playing this week, too. Um, and the Vikings, everything I just said about the Dolphins, I feel even more stronger about with the Vikings. Like they're a good team, and I think they win games, but they just they don't make it easy. they They make it interesting until the very end.
1: yeah, but you know that's what? prime time Vikings. This is one o'clock against the Redskins Vikings. This is when Kirk Cousins does his damage. This is when he pads those stats so that he shows up as the, you know, so that he's ninth in the league every year in passing yards and his and his you know QBR is in the top ten. Because he crushes teams like this at one o'clock. That's and here. And then another right, that year, is true.
0: And then another year goes by, where you convince, eh, I could be okay with Kirk Cousins fantasy. I'll make this work.
2: Yeah, and just
1: don't start him when he plays night games. It's easy.
0: Just never. Yeah,
2: he, he is an absolute fade when the sun goes down. You stay away from him.
0: All right, my next pick is probably going to be the biggest spread that I've uh, ever taken. On this podcast. Taking yeah. the Eagle game? Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles minus 13 and a half versus the Texans. Um, and the Eagles, look, they really have no holes right now, to be honest. Um, they just made a trade for um, Robert Quinn. He's going to be back playing defensively for them this week. I, it just seems like their defense is so much better than their the Texans' offense. Their offense is so much better than the Texans' defense. I I just think they're going to kick the crap out of them. Philly Thursday night in general, it's going to be the World Series. you got the MLS playoffs coming up. Eagles are playing. Um, Granted, this game is in Houston, so my point is kind of moved. But I just think Philly's got this epic juju right now, even though they're getting no hit in the World Series as we speak. Philly's riding the wave. Um, And Jalen Hurts, look, he really impressed me last week. At the end of the day, All he did was yesterday, last week, was pass, and he dominated four passing touchdowns. Only ran twice for 10 yards. Like, that was a game that showed me, okay, Hurts can go and win a game with his arm. Best team plays the worst team. Don't overthink it.
1: Don't hate it. Like, they're they're getting 14 points at home, you know? 13, 13 and a half. I'm showing 14, but whatever. That, like that should not happen in the NFL, especially not to, I mean, this isn't the bills. This is the Eagles. I know people want to start talking about them like the same, but they're not, you know, like 14 points as a road team is something that I, I could never, ever bet on in the NFL. Not, not the, not the 86 bears. So you enjoy this. Um, and the only other thing I have to say on this one, and and the World Series and everything, is uh, it's just fuck Philly.
2: Second okay. that, big time. Yeah. Second that one.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean they're they're getting their asses pounded right now. So good. You you, you can take solace in that. Um, okay, Dave, did you make your fourth pick? No, nah, I got to do it. Go for it All right,
1: fourth pick of the night is an NFL rat line. This is a total rat line doesn't make any sense. In Phoenix Cardinals minus two Seattle looks great Gino looks great. They're winning games. They're doing things. Um, I mean, they look like they have a real roster, um, getting good offensive line play Walker's a stud Gino looks great. He's going to be comeback player of the year. Um, so I mean, why, why, why are they plus two? It doesn't make sense. It's a rat line. It's a rat line. Take the Cardinals. I'm, I don't. I'm, I would never. It doesn't make sense to bet the Cardinals, and that's why. That's what they want you to think. Take the Cardinals. Uh,
0: that's my fifth pick. I'm taking Seahawks plus two. I agree with everything you said, but I just think Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible fucking coach who is holding that team back so much. That and Kyler's immaturity. I. It's just between the two of them. It's just not a winning culture. And I give DeAndre Hopkins all the credit in the world. He's come back and immediately vaulted himself the top three receiver in the NFL. Um, but uh, again, this is just, uh, it's not a winning culture. I know that sounds dumb to say, but like, you just watch. It's false start. It's just little shit that winning teams don't do. Um, and the Seahawks do all that winning shit. Um, let
1: Here's you the difference look. between you and me. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. When you see that cheese, you wander your rat ass right into that trap and it snaps your neck and then they put you in the garbage and and vegas vegas just breaks you they 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 put the trap out and you walk right into it not me i'm a savvy savvy athletic wagerer and when i see a trap i i know how to avoid it i know how to make the trap work for me if you want to do the same and you're listening to this podcast arizona cardinals minus two
0: Um, I'd like to just say that the cheese, I'll be eating some good Gouda cheese uh, with a little fig dip, and uh, I will call the Winograd family and get the necessary neck brace I need to make this happen. So
2: don't worry. You know, on that note, I'm going to be munching on some pepper jack cheese as well then here because the Seahawks' (laughs) money line was my fourth pick here. I am so glad to hear that Dave is trying to fade Vegas here. Well, I'm trying to fade Dave's faith here because <laughs> we're taking Seahawks money line. Let's not forget here, the Cardinals. All right, they broke that to that like eight game home losing streak a couple weeks ago, but past nine home games they're one and eight. They suck at home. It just I, like I, I in,
0: every, in every clutch moment, it just seems like there's some idiot mistake.
1: The Cardinals suck Don't send get me wrong. I agree with you guys. I I think Kyler's not a winner. I think Cliff's a bad coach. I think this is a bad football team. I don't have a single football reason to bet the Cardinals this week. I really don't. And that's exactly why I'm betting the Cardinals this week. You guys are going to let Vegas trick you. They're going to they're gonna know something you don't and you're going to walk right into it. I'm not. I'm smarter. Yeah, you're I'll smarter. take your money all day long. If you want to bet this direct with me, text me.
0: Smarter than a fifth grader. Congratulations. All right. What's your last pick? Is it I made my last pick. I I went on my Cardinals are bad, right?
1: Oh, right, right, right. Um, All right. Last pick, Schmier of the week. I got the Colts plus five and a half in New England. Um, Colts are playing good defense, bad offense. um, But New England's not going to score a lot of points. They beat the Jets last week. But this is not a good football team. Um, they got two mediocre quarterbacks. This game's going to be close. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be the kind of football game you want to watch. And that's exactly why I'm taking the points here. It feels probably like one or two points too many. It should probably be like a pick them. Um, so and pick them in a neutral site. So I'm taking Colts plus five and a half, banking on a close game here. And I feel really, really good about um, they don't have to win, But I I don't see them getting blown out by a Patriots team that I don't think is in a position to blow anybody out this year.
2: Yeah, this is not your, not your father's Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning back in the day. (laughs) This is not primetime football. We might see this game pop up on red zone for a good four times max. And it's going to be for some field goals. Uh, Not good quarterback play. Just not going to be an exciting game.
0: All two props for this game would be over uh, three and a half total turnovers. Arbitrary line I'm making up. Um, and take Jonathan Taylor to rush for 100 plus yards. They traded Naeem Himes. They literally at this point have no excuse not to pound the rock with the guy who was overwhelmingly the best running back in football last year. Frank Greg, you're coaching for your job. The clock is ticking. Give Jonathan Taylor the ball. Don't be a moron.
1: My prop for this one, to Rob's point. I guarantee that on red zone, Scott turns to this game at about 340. And he's like, let's, let's, let's go back to Foxborough. Uh, we haven't been to this one in a while. Let's see what's going on here. Because we there won't have been a score from about 14 minutes in the second quarter to three minutes in the third quarter. Um, and you'll forget that this game is even happening. And it'll be like 1310. And you'll be like, oh, right. This game. This game happened today. Um, and that's why taking the points i I would take the what's the under here though? i didn't even look it's gonna be like 33 points impossible to bet right, 39 well, and a half i, I kind of like it at 39 and a half put that on my card too okay all right
0: final pick of the day rob what do we got
2: well of talking about games with no offense and unders my last pick here is actually an under it's under 42 and a half in the rams bucks game these teams have no offense. The, the once glorious Bucks and Rams are washed up. They both have okay defenses, but I, the Bucs have put up three touchdowns once all season. Same with the Rams. I think either a game or two where they've scored three touchdowns. I, I don't see any chance that these teams just happen to put it together and just start scoring touchdowns and both score in the 20s. Give me the under 42 and a half for that one
0: i yeah. agree. i agree with you i just don't have the stones to touch that
1: agreed i bet every week that one of these two teams are the packers usually at least two or three of them i bet every week that one of them is going to put it together and and shrink together a great game and score you know five touchdowns in the first half or something crazy like that um and i'm just sick of it so i'm not touching this one because you're probably right they probably are permanently washed like these are probably If they make the playoffs, first roundouts, the Bucks probably won't at all. But I don't know. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm always going to be like, but this is the week. This is the week that Stafford goes. I
0: have analysis. Take the Rams to win. McFay's grandfather just died.
1: Ooh. Ooh. ooh! Storyline. A saber Storyline.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. His his Uh, grandfather, fun fact, uh, was the GM that uh, was responsible, along with Bill Walsh, for drafting Joe Montana. He's got four rings with
1: the Niners. Got a lot of sabermetrics tonight. A lot of McVeigh
0: sabermetrics. A lot, of do we, do we, a lot of. Do singers. we know where
2: McVeigh's father lived? Do we know where the funeral is? Does that does that play into a factor?
0: Where is the grandfather? I, if I had to guess, I'm gonna say, I feel like McVeigh's from Ohio. Wait, wait, isn't McVeigh like
1: forty? How, how mm-hmm. old did he have a hundred ten year old grandpa? Ninety one
0: guy was a grandfather young.
1: Yeah, he was. Damn. Yes. All,
0: right. Hey. Yep. all right, Dave, for our concluding segment, introduce it up.
1: Uh, Yeah. So Rob, I don't want to, I don't want to mess his stats up here. So I'll read you guys all what he texted me, but he told me he's been on an absolute heater betting first touchdown props said that he's six for 17 on the year and plus 29 units betting this stuff. Um, if you're out there thinking that he's a liar, uh, you're not the only one cause I agree with you and I'm going to check the receipts after this, but just in case he's telling the truth, we're going to let him give you some, uh, some, so an insight into his methodology
2: and maybe he'll even give us his picks for this week. You know, I, I'm, I'd be happy to, to share the receipts with everybody. You know, this has been my, my play of the year. The thing is, is you can't just go into every game expecting to hit a first touchdown winner. I strictly stay with the primetime games. So that's Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Those are your opportunities to, to win big. Maybe you you might go cold. You might go 0-3 one week, but hey, you go 1-3 the next and bam, you're up. You just start sprinkling to that total. So I'm so glad to be on the pod this week when my favorite player is playing in primetime. Excuse me, my favorite first touchdown player is playing in primetime this week. You have any guesses who it might be?
0: Is it is it Sunday or Thursday?
2: It's Thursday. All right, so it's Eagles Tech AJ Brown, right team? But no, going <laughs> with nope, Jalen, Jalen. Hurts. Yeah. Yep, Jalen Hurts. This man, he he scored. I, I've hit on him twice this year to to get that first touchdown. Uh, the Eagles are super run heavy in the red zone. Uh, they've got like fourteen rush touchdowns. They have to 10 passing, but I mean, last week they had 10 passing. So that ratio is a little bit off or a little bit evened out, but it's always been the Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders show in the red zone. So I stick with the hot hand and I go Jalen Hurts plus 600, send it in.
1: That's blood money betting on Eagles quarterbacks to score a touchdown as a giant fan, Rob. Selling your soul for the dollar. Shouldn't I'm not surprised, but I'm disappointed. Welcome to the United States of America, Dave. Um, got a bit of social commentary on BNL this week. I love it.
0: I, I have not looked at what the lines are for any first touchdown scores. Um, but I'm going to just throw a real random one out there just cause I got a good feeling in Raven saints. The first touchdown scorer will be Kenyon Drake.
2: Ooh, a little backup running
1: back? It will be Kenyon Drake. You heard it here first. Who who gets the red zone touches for them? I thought it was I thought it was Edwards. Didn't he score like three touchdowns for them two weeks ago?
0: Uh it's Kenyon Drake. You heard it here first. You are right, but I just have a feeling about Kenyon Drake.
1: All right. I'll I guess I'll take one. Um I'll take an easy one. Sunday Night Football, Travis Kelsey with the shovel pass. First touchdown. I think yeah, at this point, that bet is like minus 200. I agree. It's, it's actually it's such a soft bet. It's pretty cowardly.
2: But hey, don't overlook the favorites when it comes to the first touchdowns. That's where the smart money is. You just can eat up those plus six hundred plus seven hundred bets. Those are the guys that do it. You don't have to hit the prayers. Boom! Coming from an expert, he's up. What are
1: you up? Twenty-seven units or what? what twenty-nine. That, oh, well, that's about simply be, not
2: true. About to be thirty-five after Jalen Hurts scores the first one on Thursday. I, I, I want to see the math on how you're calculating that unit count because it doesn't seem right.
0: Take it off the air. We don't unit shame on this podcast or ever. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm math shaming. I didn't ask him what his units are, but for your sake, I hope they're big. If you're really up twenty-nine. Me too.
0: All right. Wrap up. Five picks this week. Clemson minus three and a half versus the Irish. K-State plus two and a half versus Texas. Tennessee plus eight versus Georgia. Eagles minus 13 and hook versus Texans. Seahawks plus two versus the Cardinals in a battle. Is this Seahawks? Yeah, Battle of the Birds. Um uh,
1: I got the Balls plus eight in Athens. Uh Carolina plus seven and a half at Cincinnati. Colts plus five and a half. <laughs> At New England, Lock of the Week. Miami minus five and a half at the Bears and the, um, the Rat game of the week. Cardinals minus two at home against the Seahawks.
2: And I'm I'm coming in this week with Tennessee plus eight. USC 21 point favorites at home. Going with the NFL Commanders plus three and a half. Seahawks money line and the under 42 and a half in the Rams Bucks game.
0: All right, to wrap up, uh, I'm going to put everybody on the spot with the question, and then we're going to end the podcast. So the question would be, if you could be, for the rest of your life, one athlete throughout history, who would it be?
1: Tiger Woods.
2: Damn it, that was mine. It's got to be Tiger Woods. (laughs) It's the right answer. There's only one answer. I mean, it's close. It's Tiger Woods or Derek Jeter. It's right there. But I still think I'm going Tiger Woods. Because I think you could play golf for the rest of time.
0: I'm going to go with a very unconventional answer, but call me an everyman, Eli Manning. <laughs> I could stay in New Jersey, be a part of the Giants lore, argue with my brother, and know I beat Tom Brady, ch- ch- I'm Brady twice. That's the cue that it's time to when I can't speak. With Rob and David Santola, my name is Chase Medorski. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great week.